Hello and welcome back to Solid. My name is Jake. I'm the guy running this ship. We're doing our uh, we're doing the Battlehawks Week Six recap today. This was a fun one to rewatch. This was a fun one to rewatch. I'm I'm gonna get ahead of this right now. Might have to edit some things out of this. Uh, my tummy has been in shambles all day, all day. Just been on the constant verge of uh, of of uh, just of just dumping my pants. Just constantly trying not to shit myself. Um, and I've been on a pretty hot streak. It's been about two weeks of me not shitting myself. Um, so I'm going to try to keep that streak going. Um, two weeks ago I was walking the dogs and it happened. You know, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? You you take a gambler while you're walking the dogs. You risk a gambly fart and you pay for it sometimes. It's just the life I live. I'm a risk taker. It's what I do. Anyway... That was gross, and uh, I might end up having to get up and go take care of that. Might might be a weird edit in the middle of this show, and if there is, I haven't decided uh, decided whether or not I'm going to acknowledge it. Maybe I'll just be able to hide it, and I'll leave you guys guessing, like, hey, that guy, that guy, shit. Maybe he did. Maybe he didn't. Okay. Anyway, let's get into this game. Let's get into this game. This is a fun one. Um, the week six recap. Uh, the the Battlehawks uh, absolutely ran. Through the Vegas Vipers on Saturday, they won twenty nine to six, very very handily to uh, improve to four and two. Make sure that they're staying on top of the uh, Seattle Sea Dragons. We will be seeing the Vipers in two weeks at home, um, so that'll be good. Um, but we are going to start with AJ McCarron. Is what we're going to start with the man himself, the man, the myth, the legend. The uh, what was the guy's name? The guy got hit in the face with all the volleyballs. They had the other other video of him getting being a soccer goalie. Scott, Scott something. That's a funny video. Look that up. Look that up. I'm gonna look it up real quick. Scott Sterling. Scott Sterling. Look up Scott Sterling. That's a funny video. Those two funny videos. A man to admit the legend himself. Anyway, AJ McCarron is who we're talking about. Let's do his numbers first. Let's go through the numbers. Uh, 23 for 29, 236 yards, three touchdowns. Um, like I've been uh, doing, keeping track of the, the fourth quarter stats. Uh, this uh, His fourth quarter, t- uh, this week he was, it was pretty small. Um, he was 5 for 6, 48 yards and a touchdown. What that means is that for the season, 38% of his passing yards, 32% of his completions are coming in the fourth quarter. This is actually very comparable because it's kind of a comparable game to that uh, that week four game against the Renegades. But that's because we were on top here. We weren't trying to come back uh, in the fourth quarter, coming back from multiple scores or anything like that. So that is very comparable. That game, I believe he was like 4 for 4 for 56 or something like that in the fourth quarter. Anyway, these numbers are starting to come back down to earth if you've been following along. The reason I started keeping track of the fourth quarter stats is because AJ's stats in the fourth quarter were like uh, through the roof compared to the rest of his game. Anyway, it's coming back down to 38% of his yards, 32% of his completions for the season are coming in the fourth quarter. Uh, On his legs, four carries for 18 yards. The biggest one, though, biggest one, 16 yards, a 16-yard scramble. And he made a guy miss. AJ made a guy miss. Now, is that on AJ? Maybe. Is it on the guy that tried to tackle him? I mean, definitely. I don't know what percentage of blame I want or what percentage of uh, of credit I want to give to either person. Uh, maybe seven, 65, 68%, 69% AJ, 
and 31% the guy who looked like an idiot. That guy. Okay? That was huge. That 16 yards in one play. And that was on, like, I think that was on, like, the first drive or second drive or something like that. Uh, anyway, let's get into his performance. All right, so I'm going to start with the issues for him because there were very few. Okay? He overthrew Darius Shepard on the second play of the game. He underthrew Austin Prohl in the third quarter. And there was a time in the fourth quarter where he was too slow to pull the trigger on a crossing route to Dar- uh, to uh, Hakeem Butler. Uh, and he got sacked, and it was a turnover on downs. Now, that's the only three things that I had problems with, okay? The overthrowing and the underthrowing, we figured that's probably going to happen. The uh, uh, too slow to pull the trigger on a crosser, he's had issues with that. But that's it, man. That's it. That's the only issues that A.J. had this game. As far as the good stuff that he had, all right, that first scoring drive, he went 7-for-7. Seven seven, and we were thinking at that point, 7-for-7, seven seven, that's pretty good for him. I wonder when that first, when that next end completion is going to come. 7-for-7, seven seven, 51 yards. They were running tempo. Uh, 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 Bruce Gradkowski acknowledged that they're running tempo and kept doing that. Um, so that was great. They overcame a uh, Vidal-Alexander penalty, which is also great. Being able to overcome these penalties, that's going to be one of the key to the games. I'll get to that. Uh, keys to the game, I'll get to that. But they were able to overcome that penalty. It was a phenomenal first scoring drive. Um, next thing is that he was... I don't know when this ended. They were pretty clear when it started. I don't know when it ended because it was confusing. And they should have probably drawn more attention to this. He was the play caller for, like, most of the second half, I think. I don't know when it ended. I don't know when when he was able to get his communication back with Bruce, but it seemed like it was most of the second half. That was a very first impressive drive, that or the very impressive first drive that he had that second half. Uh, 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 seven plays for 49 yards and a touchdown. It was great. It, the guy can, he was doing it all. He was doing it all. He had great ball placement as well this game. Uh, he hit Darius Shepard on that scramble drill, threw it right where Darius Shepard could uh, be the only person to catch it. Uh, he hit, uh, uh, well, okay, it was it was a, it was a great ball, the one that Darius Shepard dropped, um, that, that real deep shot that smoked him right in the shoulder uh, as a concentration drop. And then the Austin Prohl connection. He had two, he had, he had three big ones with Austin Prohl. I'll get to that, but he had two big ones that counted. He had two big ones. Uh, Austin Pearl counted. He caught. Uh, Austin Pearl got the one that was uh, uh, where he caught it in space, and then he also got the one where he was on the uh, on the sideline. Great balls. Great balls. I'm, yeah, I'm fine with saying that. I'm fine with saying AJ, you have great balls. You have great balls. Uh, his decision making uh, that was good too. Uh, uh, when again, when he was calling the plays, when he was running the o- offense, obviously. Um, but who he threw the ball to, and and specifically on deep shots. All right, I got five deep shots, and eh, four deep shots, and one kind of intermediate. That but that he's always good on those ones. Uh, but on these on these on these longer throws. All right, in the first quarter is a fourth and two. He hit uh, uh, George Campbell for fourteen yards on a fourth and two. Phenomenal. All right, uh, it was at the end of the uh, end of the first quarter. Second quarter, um, first and twenty after a penalty. Again, they were able to come back from these this game. He hit Austin Pearl for 25, the one on the sideline. Second quarter, there was a 30-yard touchdown after a big penalty on Vegas. That was one thing that I was kind of critical of them before is that they weren't taking advantage of these good these good uh, field positions. Uh, of, of did I say that right? This of good of when they had good field position, they weren't taking advantage of that. So right after a uh, a, a a big penalty on Vegas, they took a shot to the end zone, scored, phenomenal. Um, in the third quarter, there's a first and twenty, another penalty that they overcame. George Campbell for 37 yards, and uh, in the uh, 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 fourth quarter, um, 
it was third and one, and he hit uh, Darius Shepard for 19 yards. So it was great. It was great. It was great decision making, great ball placement on these guys to make sure that they could get out of these kind of kind of wonky areas. You know, it's always good to convert on a, on especially on a fourth down, but on these uh, uh, third downs, taking advantage of, of of the penalties and whenever you have a bad spot where you have a first and long, second and long, being able to just get that yardage back immediately is so crucial because that's where they ran into issues last week. Um, oh, and he also went 19 for 19 at one point. That's goddamn crazy. The guy was the guy was playing out of his goddamn mind. I, I cannot I cannot I cannot give him enough kudos. All right, we all saw it. He was playing spectacular. Phenomenal game by AJ on two. <laughs> Both being a, a, a quarterback and an offensive coordinator, I don't want to spoil anything for later on in the uh, in the pod. All right, so let's go to the wide receivers. Let's start with Darius Shepard. All right, seven catches on ten targets, seventy-nine yards, two touchdowns, and a long of thirty. Um, the one that doesn't count was his uh, uh, towards the stats was a uh, a catch on a two-point conversion where the ball wasn't even thrown to him, but he just jumped up and snagged it out of the air. I don't remember. Who, I should have paid attention to who the ball was actually thrown to, but he just robbed somebody of a of a, a reception that doesn't count towards the stats. That was great, all right? Uh, that 30-yard touchdown that was uncontested, get, I'm getting used to seeing that, all right? I'm getting used to seeing that because he is really good. Darius Shepard is really good at getting open. We saw this last week when he absolutely schooled uh, that uh, uh, Mike Johnson, Mike, not Mike Jones. I can't ever remember his last name. Anyway, that that DC cornerback, uh, he's school, who always wears that hat way too high on his head. Um, but he he, Darius Shepard's getting really really good at getting open. Now the trouble the trouble is when he's not open because he's not the biggest dude, and that's why he's in the XFL. Uh, there was a ball that was thrown to him where he wasn't able to get his hands over a defender. All right, he would have had a touchdown on that one. Okay. He also had a concentration drop on a uh, on the on that that one that hit him in the shoulder. Uh, the DB fell down. He was wide open again, but the ball just absolutely hammered him. He looked to see where he was going before before he made the catch. That's tr- uh, that's tough. But that 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 fourth quarter scramble drill was another one. I want to make sure that I end on something good for Darius Shepard because those scramble drills we've seen them go poorly for this team before. And uh, uh, Darius Shepard goes to the corner, fakes the uh, uh, fakes to the outside. Um, Gets the uh, uh, the cornerback to bite that way, then just plants his foot, shoots towards the uh, the center of the end zone, and uh, I mean it's probably like not really the center, but he was going towards the middle of the end zone, uh, like th- had like three yards of separation. AJ got in the ball, perfect placement, phenomenal, great with Darius Shepard. Love seeing a big game out of him. Next one, George Campbell. He was three for three. Uh, perfect game for him. Uh, 54 yards, that long of 32. His catches came in those very clutch spots. Like I mentioned before, he had that one, that 14-yarder on the fourth down, and then right after that big penalty where he caught a 37-yard uh, ball. Love that. Make sure you're getting your hands on those balls. Because we've seen that. Maybe they've – actually, I believe they have taken shots like that in some of these the, the games that they haven't won, the two games that they haven't won. Um, but the receivers don't come down with it. So I'm glad that they're actually making these happen. Um Hakeem Butler, five for seven. The two that he didn't catch were his, uh, his two his two drops. Thirty six yards, not a huge day for him. Uh, he had those two drops to start the day, and then he got a he got hit big time. It looked like he might have been like might have had to leave the game. He did come back. Didn't again. He didn't have the biggest game, but um, maybe he's feeling off. It looked like he might have been feeling off. Um, Austin Pearl, two for three for twenty eight yards. It should have been should have been shaking my face. Uh, should have been three for four for 43 yards, okay? Because he got a ball in space on the first drive for like what? What would that have been? 25 yards. Um, but then uh, uh, 
Jared Jones Smith comes back from his comes back from his suspension and gets a holding call on like the second or third play of the game. Um, so that got taken away. Should have had a better stat line. Next one is Stephen Mitchell. Quiet game for him. One for one for six yards. Um, he was the one that was kind of coming in. He's number 22, the one that was uh, uh, kind of the uh, coming in and, and taking the place of Marcel Aitman. Um, sucks that he had a quiet game because Mar- it said that they, uh, that Marcel Aitman might be coming back next game. He's never – he was the first draft pick, like the first the first round pick for the, uh, for the Battle Hawks. Um, he hasn't really had a, a season, really. Um, he's been out a couple games. Um, curious to see what he does when he comes back or if they decide to keep going with Stephen Mitchell because he has been good. Um, but Gary Jennings is the next guy. Um, he had the – don't know why it was considered. I mean, I see why it was considered a pass. The ball came out of A.J.'s hands with the four-yard jet sweep, and then he pointed at the guy while he's running by him. Love that cockiness. And then not a uh, wide receiver thing, but he also got a huge hit on a punt. He was he was flying around. He was, he was, he was, he was just moving fast. Jake Sutherland is a guy who also, the tight end, who also didn't get any targets or anything, which is very frustrating to me. Um, but he did have a big fumble recovery on the first uh, Battlehawks scoring drive, which would have probably changed this game in a pretty considerable way. Maybe the defense played their hearts out. Uh, but he got a big fumble recovery on that first scoring drive. Uh, uh, um, Mateo Durant dropped the ball. And, and you know what? Let's just get into running backs now. Uh, but we're going to start with Brian Hill because he had the he's the only one that really matters. Okay. Rushing, 13 carries, 62 yards. His longest rush was 12 yards. He's just very steady throughout the game. He got he got hurt on the second drive, but it didn't look like he lost a lot because of that. He got he got kind of crumpled and kind of folded up a little bit and stayed down. They took him out. He went to the tent. It was kind of weird because the broadcast showed, like most of the time if they show somebody going into the, into the tent, it's from the side of the tent. Like I've never seen like the door shot into the tent. I feel like that's risky. I feel like the tent's there. I'm like, man, is somebody going to somebody gonna hang dong? Like is, are they going to? I'm gonna see somebody with their with their pants off in there. I don't want like give them, maybe give them privacy. It was a, it was a weird camera angle for that. Anyway, he was very steady throughout the game, rushing. Um, didn't have anything anything uh, uh, any any mondo plays. Well, he he did kind of have one in the passing game. Uh, passing, he was uh, four for four uh, four uh, catches on four targets. Another perfect game from him. Twenty nine yards. His longest catch was sixteen yards. Could have been five for five for fifty two yards. There was a twenty three uh, yard catch and run that was taken back by an illegal block. Now, when I uh, brought up the 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 play that was taken back for Austin Prohl, it was like a hold. I think is what he did, and it was like a hold that didn't really matter to the play. On this one, that that illegal block did help him get those twenty three yards. So that one's a little bit more finicky. Uh, but that the the big the big passing play that I'm talking about for for Brian Hill is he had a 16 yard catch that got them off of the one yard line. Okay, so the uh, uh, at one point the Vegas, uh, Vegas's punter punt great punt phenomenal punt got it to the three yard line. Then Darius Shepard had a false start it put him back to like the like one one and a half whatever you want to call it. Um, and then Brian Hill gets 16 yard catch to get him off the one yard line. That's mondo, especially after last week. Uh, when they got that really good stop in the uh, like the first drive against the defenders, uh, d- defenders drove all the way down. Uh, Battlehawks got a, a stop on the one yard line, and then they couldn't do anything with it. So it was great to be able to have that guy, uh, who again had a perfect game, be able to be consistent enough to catch that ball, get them out of there. So that was really good. One thing I don't like about Brian Hill this game uh, is ball security was not the best. 
I guess going with Mateo Durant too. Um, there was one fumble that got reviewed, uh, did not get, or I guess it ended up not being a fumble. He was down. Uh, but on one fumble, they blew the play dead for forward progress, probably pretty too, like pretty quickly. Um, that was kind of that kind of screwed Vegas, but that's kind of just how their season's gone. Uh, for every game that I've watched by them, they always have stuff like that happen. But I just want I did uh, the Brian Hill ball security has got to be better, dude. You gotta you're you're the only one we can rely on, okay? Because Mateo Durant two carries for 11 yards, that bad fumble uh, that uh, uh, Jake Sutherland recovered could have been could have been a, a pretty big momentum swinger. And then of course, how could we forget? How could we how could we possibly forget about the third guy in this in this backfield, Kareem Walker? Oh, buddy, four carries for 15 yards, one touchdown, long of 16. Long of 16, that was not a touchdown run. He did have a touchdown run. He had 15 total yards. So, let's do math here. 16-yard run plus a one-yard touchdown run. That means he had two carries for negative yards. I don't know. I don't know why they put... I mean, they put him in because... Uh, Brian Hill was still dinged up, but there's got to be somebody. They they let go of Letty Brown a couple weeks ago, and now he's doing good for Arlington or whatever team he's on. It's just it's frustrating that they kept this guy. <sighs> anyway, let's move on to the offensive line. Um, penalties. Penalties, penalties, penalties. They picked up right where they left off from last week with the penalties. All right, Jared Jones-Smith, like I said, came back to the team strong and wipes off a 15-yard or 25-yard, whatever the hell it was, uh, from Pro with a hold on third down. Forgot that that was on third down. Take away a, take away a first down and, 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 and make you punt. Love that for Jared Jones-Smith. What a doofus. Uh, they didn't play Eric Magwood at either tackle, which was kind of frustrating to me. I thought he played well enough to be able to earn a starting spot, but he didn't. Um, Vidal Alexander had an illegal block, like I said, on uh, Brian Hill's 23-yard catch. It was a 15-yard spot foul, which means that that penalty ended up being a 30-yard penalty. If you take away the 23 yards, it happened seven yards past the line of scrimmage. That's a 30-yard penalty. Uh, and then he had a hold on first down, too, but that was the one where uh, George Campbell bailed the team out, so that was really good for, for George Campbell. Not so, not so good for Vidal Alexander. Jawan Bushel Beatty, our guy, our our JBB, our 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 second hyphen boy, big old, big old doofus, had a hold on first down, but that's where Austin Pro bailed the team out again. That's the story of this game, man. Uh, and then the next play uh, after Austin Pro bails the team out, uh, <laughs> so okay, this is a sack. All right, that's the end of this play. All right, so what happens? Okay. There's a speed rush coming around the edge on the right side where uh, 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 Bushel Beatty is. And he looked like an idiot against a speed rush. He always does. He's reaching out for the guy like he's a blind cartoon character. He just has both hands like like he's trying to find a wall in a dark room. Like he's just re- – he can't – he just – at one point during that speed rush, he just tried to grab the, the defender. He just tried to grab – he's like, you know what, I'll hold, I'll hold, which I guess that's good because one one uh, one thing I've been saying about uh, uh, Bushel Beatty is how does he sleep at night? Does he sleep good because he thinks that he's doing a good job or does he sleep poorly knowing that he's getting a 32-year-old man just pounded into the dirt? So maybe he realizes that, that AJ's getting pounded in the dirt. So he tried to grab onto the guy and hold him, all right? He gets a little bit of the jersey. But he's off balance and falls flat on his face. AJ McCarron gets sacked, and AJ absolutely stares daggers into into Bushel Beatty as he's standing as AJ's standing up. That was 
you see he's getting fed up with them. Uh, I'm surprised that he's just now staring daggers uh, uh, at week six. Um, he had a, uh, uh, Bushel Beatty had an illegal formation penalty uh, where he wasn't lined up on the ball. That got ended up getting declined. Um, and then another thing, not a penalty thing, but I'd like to see more effort from him too. There was in the, in the third quarter, um, it was a third, no, I can't remember what down it was, but Brian Hill was uh, getting ready to get towards the. I mean, he was moving towards the uh, line of scr- towards the uh, uh, first down line. He's moving towards the sticks. Got kind of stopped a little bit. Bushel Beatty standing maybe a yard, yard and a half behind him. He could have pushed the pile forward to get the first down, but didn't. Got to give me better effort than that, especially if you're not going to do much any other spot. Um, aside from the penalties, though. Aside from the penalties, this is the best blocking game of the season. I'll put him in the dirt for the penalties. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. If, if somebody's gonna do bad, I'm absolutely gonna flame you for playing like garbage. I'm gonna flame you for playing like shit. Okay. Aside from the penalties, this is the best blocking game of the season. I'm gonna give them their kudos. Phenomenal. Like uh, again, there's a handful of plays where they did bad, but for the most part, best game by them for the of the season. Specifically on that Darius Shepard 30 yard touchdown where he's wide open. Vegas brought five guys. They brought five guys. Like, they were pass rushing with five guys. No pressure. No pressure on AJ at all. Great pass protection throughout the game by these guys. The offense as a whole. Like I've been saying, the penalties could have been the story of this game yet again. But AJ and the receivers really just bounced back. Some of those plays were uh, uh, on uh, Bruce Gradkowski. Some of them were AJ's. But they were very aggressive and getting back to moving the ball. That was that was that was great to see. It's it's great to see that they're learning from that. Um, they also actually scored after an interception. They've had a lot of turnovers this season. They've had a lot of turnovers this season. But going into this game, they'd only scored ten points of them uh, off of them. They're at seventeen now, which is not as great for the amount of turnovers, whether it be interception, fumble, or turnovers on downs. But it's good. They scored a touchdown off of one. Didn't just leave it to the uh, to the field goal. Uh, they were th- uh, 33.3% for their cur- uh, third down conversions. That's great. Uh, they just played a complete game, and A.J. was spectacular. It was a good offensive showing. It was a good offensive showing. There was the, that first game against the defenders. They didn't have a whole lot. Second game against the defenders. They didn't have a whole lot. But they played a complete game today, and that was great to see. Now let's move on to our defense, baby. Defensive line. All right. The two stats that are the most uh, telling of how the defensive line played is that Rod Smith got five carries for 15 yards and John Lovett got six carries for 19 yards. That was the, that was, that was the, the most of their rushing game. They did not allow anything. It was great. Uh, LaCale London to, uh, to shout some guys out specifically LaCale London, five tackles, one tackle for a loss, half a sack. Should be one whole sack, uh, but the entire line was in on one sack, and you can only give sacks to, uh, to like, you can only split sacks in half. Should have got a whole sack. He was everywhere during the game. He was getting constant pressure on both quarterbacks. Uh, he he had, a, he had a solo tackle in the flat. He, he got from the line and then chased a running back down in the flat and took him down. That That's, that's great. Great to see a defensive lineman that can scoot like that. Uh, and then he also it was really fun. There was a lot of uh, a lot of tackles uh, with him and Carson Wells, the linebacker. They uh, they they played very well when you kind of pair them up. It reminded me almost of a uh, uh, not last year, year before that uh, with uh, Georgia's uh, defense with uh, Jordan Davis and Nicobe Dean. 
It kind of reminded me of that. So they they those two played very well to the, uh, together. Carson Wells and LaCale London. Um, uh, Alor Lamore uh, also had a great game. Uh, he got lots of pressure too. Uh, got two near sacks. Uh, there was one where uh, Luis Perez got the ball off when he was horizontal. That was pretty pretty good play by Perez. Uh, and then his sack, his uh, his solo sack, was when he got blocked into the sack. I, I touched on this with the uh, in the the reaction. Not all sacks are created equal. You get the you get the sacks where the entire defensive line is all in on it, bringing a guy down, and then you get the ones where Alorm Lamore gets spun around and just throws his ass back and just bounces it into just twerking on just twerking on a on a quarterback and counts as a sack. But got to pay attention to those. Gotta gotta make sure that you keep a note of the ones that are not necessarily deserved. Again, he was in the right spot and he's getting pressure all game, so it was it was bound to happen. Um, Especially when, he, like I said, he got the two near sacks, just just hitting the quarterback. Um, but uh, he he did he did get the one. He kind of lucked into that one. Uh, as far as linebackers go, like I said, Carson Wells played great. He got one and a half sacks. But Travis Feeney, that's that's the guy I want to focus on. Travis Feeney played phenomenal. Um, he had one sack. Uh, he had five quarterback hits that were not sacks. Five. This defense got nine quarterback hits. That's great. Like if you're not it, like we know that their sack numbers are not not necessarily where they are, but they're affecting the quarterback. He, it, Travis Feeney was the best player on defense this game. His hits and his pressure it, it got in those quarterbacks' heads, and it really made him like tuck the ball. I, I know he did that to uh, 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 Perez, uh, like in like the first drive, first or second drive, made made uh, 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 Perez tuck on a third down on a third and long, made Perez tuck and run, and didn't come anywhere close. They had to punt, uh, and he was also just forcing the quarterbacks to make bad throws too. Like I said, going into the preview, Perez is more than comfortable with standing in the pocket and throwing, and he showed that, and he paid for it. Um, so he was forcing, he was forcing throws. He's made Perez. If Perez stayed in the pocket, he had to get ball, that ball out quick, and they were bad throws. And then uh, he he batted a ball. Uh, uh, Travis Feeney batted a ball down when it was uh, uh, and forced a uh, fourth and twelve. So love that too for him. He played. He, he for my money, he did the best on the defense. As far as defensive backs go, all right. Their play, their play was great. Well, their play was good. I'll say that. They were constantly moving downhill and making tackles. All right, that's not always the case with this with these defensive backs. We've seen them miss tackles before. We've seen them make a lot of open field tackles. Um, but I don't know I don't know how many uh, yards after the catch there were this game, but it seemed like not much because as soon as somebody caught the ball, they were kind of getting stuck immediately. There wasn't a whole lot of guys missing, which is you like what you like to see. As far as what they did with the quarterback stats, uh, uh, Vipers quarterbacks um, were it was Luis, uh, Luis Perez and uh, Brett Huntley. Um, they were uh, 23 for 39, 224 yards, one touchdown, and two interceptions. Okay, Lavert Hill, Lavert Hill, where you been? Where you been? How how you doing? You doing good? I hope you're listening, buddy. Because hats off to you. His two interceptions by this man. First interception. Okay, this one's a little bit. This one's kind of funky. All right, so he stayed. He he was covering the guy, and he stayed. In, he stayed in a great position while he was covering this guy. But the wide receiver and the quarterback were just on different pages. Okay, luckily Lavert Hill was on the same page as the quarterback, and it got thrown straight to him. Like the the uh, wide receiver broke outside, and the ball got thrown inside. Lavert Hill, right there. Why not? Why not? Get your hands on it. Make the catch. Love that. A lot of defensive backs don't always catch the ball. Um, but he did. He got the, now, it shouldn't have been an interception. And I say that. So, 
This is the uh, the play that the Vipers use their challenge on, all right? And I guess what you have to do in the XFL is you have to be very, very specific on what you are challenging. And it could, number one, it could have gotten challenged to be pass interference, and I think that it probably would have been considered a defensive pass interference because they, they made it. there was a little bit of contact be, uh, between Hill and whoever the wide receiver was. It wasn't a whole lot, but I could see them being kind of ticky-tack about that. Um, but... Uh, whatever, Rod something. I can't remember their, uh, Rod Woodson. Yeah, Rod Woodson, uh, the Vipers head coach, didn't challenge that. He challenged for a face mask. Guys, it was clearly a face mask. I don't know what Dean Blandino is is looking at on these things. He's like, oh, I couldn't get a clear look that there's a face mask. I could see that his hand was up around his face. Buddy, you could see that his helmet got pulled. Like, that was a a face mask. That, That was an absolute face mask. I don't know. I have no idea. I have no idea how he doesn't call that one back. I'm, I'm glad he didn't. I'll take that. I'll absolutely take that. But Dean Blandemo, Dean Dean, Dean Blind, Dean Blindino. That's what we're gonna call him. Dean Blindino. That's our guy. Fucking hate him. Second interception, though. Second interception. This one was absolutely deserved. Uh, a spectacular defense by Lavert Hill. Uh, he just ball hawked it right out of the wide receiver's hands. He came from behind him. Whoever the 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 guy that was covering was uh, the the wide receiver got behind the linebacker, cornerback, whoever it was. Uh uh-uh, uh, Lavert Hill right there coming in hot. Like I said, all they kept playing downhill this entire game. Comes downhill, snags the ball out of the out of the wide receiver's hands. Phenomenal, phenomenal interception. That's a highlight reel interception. That is a good at any level of football. That is a good interception. So that was great. That was. Lavert Hill had himself a game. Uh, Elijah Hamilton, uh, he was uh, another one of these guys that was that was stopping these wide receivers as soon as they caught the ball for the most part. Um, great tackles in the open field. He had a amazing, amazing pass breakup on fourth down that should have been a, that could have been a TD, like that could have been a touchdown. But he he comes flying in out of nowhere and just swats the ball out of the stadium, out of the state. I don't. There's not a whole. Man, out of the stadium. It was in a baseball stadium. I assume somebody had a baseball glove there and was just there for the wrong the wrong sport. And they should have caught that ball if it came to them while they're sitting in the stands. Because Elijah Hamilton, I mean volleyball spiked this ball out of the... It just he launched it. Amazing pass breakup. And that, that, like I said, I was on fourth down. Turned it, it turned into a turnover on downs. That was great. Uh, Nate Metters, uh, he had, what, nine tackles, eight solo tackles this game. Uh, he had a great pass breakup on a uh, two-point conversion um, after that, uh, that, that one Vegas uh, uh, touchdown where he... He, he just rode the wide receiver like a backpack and just ripped the ball out before he could tuck it away. Love that, too. You know what? If the guy's going to get hands on it, make sure he doesn't bring it into his body. That was He just rode him. He just hopped on his back like a child and ripped the ball out. Now, as good as these defensive backs played, they did a bad job covering the 10 to 15-yard out routes. This is where we've seen them have issues before. This is where... Uh, um, specifically uh, Lucky Jackson kind of feasted on uh, the Battle Hawks in that first game against the defenders. These 10 to 15 yard out routes, that's really what led to that that Vipers uh, scoring drive is that they were able to get like two or three of these on a drive. Honestly, I thought there were going to be much more of those throughout the game, but they did a good job making sure, like I said, pass rush got home, made uh, quarterbacks throw bad balls. Is really just cohesive kind of. Uh, they everybody 
Everybody did well. Again, there's a few there's a few a few spots specifically on that scoring draft. Now they were playing prevent defense at that point too, and I understand that you're going to be giving away some of those things, but would it, it would have been good to see them kind of plug some holes that they've had throughout the season. Speaking of holes, let's talk about the defense as a whole. Um, the Vipers led in the first half for four out of their five games. Now again, we know that they're they're one and four. They're a bad. They they are a bad football team, but they players can play good football. But they're a bad football team. Anyway, Vipers have led in four uh, four out of five games at uh, going into halftime. Not this game. Not this game at all. The other game that they that they didn't. I believe they were only like three or six points uh, away from, from from being in the lead, or at least tying it going into halftime. They never, this defense never let the Vipers even get started. In the first half, in the first half, Vipers offense had 57 total yards. Every drive ended in a punt. I think, let me look at this. If I can pull this drive chart up. If I can pull this drive chart up, and I can do that, I promise you I can. Uh, two three and outs in the uh, first. Yeah, two three and outs in the uh, first quarter. Uh, eight play punt, five play punt, and then halftime. They they were just locked down in that first half. Uh, they were locked down in the first half so much, and played so well against the Vipers quarterbacks. Luis Perez got traded. <laughs> I didn't think he did that bad. He got traded to uh, to the to the Renegades of Arlington slash Dallas, whatever whatever you want to say. Luis Perez is no longer a Viper. They the Battlehawks broke <laughs> broke Vegas. They 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 beat Vegas and uh, made them made them get rid of their quarterback. That's started most of their games this season. Not great, you know. Not great vibes from them, um, as there shouldn't be. But. <laughs> that, might have been a little bit of an overreaction. Uh, they traded him for a linebacker. Uh, okay. You know, your offense is the part that's not doing well. But, um, yeah, get get yourself a linebacker for a quarterback. You might have got fleeced. Anyway, uh, now, like I said, Vipers exposed the, the weak spots in the, in the pass coverage. is just inconsistent uh, as, as far as how the defense played as a whole. But the last thing I want to mention is that uh, for the defense is Ray Sherman is a garbage pail of an offensive coordinator. This is just now this is just his third game being the offensive coordinator, but he, he was an idiot. Like, maybe, maybe if you're going to be dumb, number one, if you're going to be a dumb guy, um, and this is coming from a fellow dumb. I, I too, am a dumb, okay? So I'm going to acknowledge that. But maybe if you're a dumb, you don't vocalize it. You don't vocalize it because there was three separate times where he didn't know the down or the distance where he had to ask people, and it's on microphone. Uh, it's a bad look. And there's another time he didn't know how much time was left on the clock. Uh, bad look again, my friend. Ray Sherman, garbage pail of an offensive coordinator. Again, third game doing it. Uh, we didn't have a, a great third game. Uh, it's one, the first one that we lost against uh, 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 DC. Uh, but <laughs> Ray, my man. Maybe just unplug that mic. Okay. Uh, special teams. Donnie Hagman, just an easy one to touch on. He's 7 for 11, um, which is, I mean, he's missed four field goals, unfortunately. Well, I guess fortunately. They ha- just haven't been using him that much, which is a good thing. Um, lately, they haven't been using them a whole lot, which is a good thing. Uh, near as much as they were in the uh, the first kind of uh, quarter of the season. 
Um, so that's a good thing. But 7 for 11, in case you were wondering on where that puts him with kicking, he is in the bottom half of the league, which makes sense. Uh, you got DC's kicker, you got the Brahma's kicker, you got Seattle's kicker, you got Dallas's kicker, all have, uh, let's see, 10, 10, 9, 8 made field goals. Donnie Hagman is at 7, and then there's Viper's kicker, Houston's kicker, and Orlando's kicker are all at 5 or lower. So if you're wondering on where our kicker is in uh, terms of how it relates to the rest of the league, not great. Not great. Let's get into some awards. Some awards. I know I spoiled this. I know I spoiled this on the reaction, okay? But whoops, I lied to you. I lied to you because I can. Because I can. What are you going to do about it? You're going to be mad that I lied? Ugh, you're weak. Kaka of the week goes to AJ McCarron. Now, I know that I said that the Kaka of the week will never go to a quarterback. AJ's not getting it for being quarterback. He's getting it for being the offensive coordinator. That's what he's getting it for. That's what he's getting it for. I'm not giving it to him for being for being quarterback, although he is. That'd be like me giving uh, 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 Kukov the week to Darius Shepard for, for being a, a wide receiver. No, he just gets good kick return. He didn't have any kick re- really good kick returns this, this week. He didn't really have the opportunity for it. Um, but A.J. McCarron, Kukov the week for being the offensive coordinator. So that is how you finagle rules that you lay out for yourself, baby. That's how you do it. Masterclass by me. Masterclass by A.J. as well. Some people are saying that this is a bigger masterclass by me. The uh-uh of the week. There's the caca of the week. There's the uh-uh of the week. Um, this one was tough. This one was tough. I didn't really want to lay it on too heavy on any of the people on the Vipers. I probably would have given it to Luis Perez if they kept him in the game the whole time because he was playing like garbage. Um, maybe he wasn't playing like garbage. Just said that he wasn't he wasn't playing well. Threw two interceptions. That's garbage adjacent. Uh, but uh, all of the week, I said this was a tough one. I wanted to give it to Jared Jones-Smith because he just came back from a suspension and then um, got a penalty immediately. So I wanted to do that for him. But he didn't allow any egregious sacks. So if I had to give it to somebody, why not go back to the well, baby? It's Jawan Bushel, baby. You're the uh uh-uh of the week. You're the only one who stood out looking like a dummy. You deserve it, baby. Be better, please. Um, Donkey dick, donkey kick of the week. Kind of mentioned this before. Michael Carrizosa, the, uh, uh, what's it called? The Vipers punter. Yeah, everybody knows I'm a big punter, so he's going to get the donkey dick, donkey kick of the week. Punted it to the three-yard line. Great punt. Defense couldn't help you out there. Great punt by you, my friend. Um, the Who the hell is that guy of the week? Lavert Hill. Who else could it be? Who the hell is Lavert Hill? But he's there, baby. Uh, maybe it's because of uh, Ben DeLuca being out or uh, who's it? Mike Hampton being out. Lavert Hill? Hats off, my friend. Who the hell is that guy? Lavert Hill. Uh, the O, the O, you lucky bitch of the week. Uh, Kareem Walker for his one-yard touchdown. That is absolutely not deserved, you lucky bitch. Oh, you lucky bitch of the week. Um, the O, oh, you forgot that you have eyes of the week. The uh, the award that is given to the people who uh, have forgotten that they have eyes. The O, oh, you forgot that you have eyes of the week. Award goes to Dean Blindino, baby. That was a face mask, stupid. That was a face mask. You are the VP of officiating for the XFL, and you can't spot a face mask. Use your eyes. You forgot that you had them, Dean Blandino. You win that. Uh, and then the final award, the final award, uh, the do less. 
the Do Less Award. You're doing too much, guy. Do less. That's what this award is going to. Uh, this one, obviously, we all knew this. We all watched the game. This one, obviously, it's going to go to the Vegas Vipers in-game DJ. My friend, quit playing music. It's garbage. You, you, you are, you, you looked up the Spotify playlist for Jock Jams and then said, ooh, these are good. And then he said, I'm not going to use these Jock Jams that are good. And then he just started playing other ones. Do you remember, um, um, what was the song? No, Let It Rock is a good song. And I think he played, I don't think he played that. I don't know. He was trash, and he just kept playing music the entire time. It was bad. It was tough to listen to. And uh, do less, my friend. Do less. You're doing too much. Anyways, guys, that is the Battlehawks Week 6 Recop. Thank you so much for listening to this absolute uh, mumble-jumble mess of a brain that I have going on here. Um, If you have questions, if you want to reach out to me, Jake L. Beckman on Twitter and on Instagram. You can do that. Um, I appreciate you all very much for listening. We are going to tie a bow on this week six. We are going to move on to Sunday. The Battlehawks are playing the Houston Roughnecks in Houston. They are, what, four and two now? They've lost two straight. They just lost to uh, the defenders. Um, They've got uh, uh, Cole McDonald. My favorite late-night quarterback. He was a quarterback for Miami, and I love love watching me some Miami football as a uh, to, as a as a nightcap. Not even a nightcap. It's kind of just the start of the day on Sunday to come on so late. Anyway, that's what we got coming up on uh, for for the Week Seven game. I will be back with you guys probably on Friday. With not probably, I'll be back with you guys on Friday for the uh, Week Seven preview. Got to think. Recop is such a good name. I ought to come up with something for preview. I'm gonna I'm gonna put that. I'm gonna go to the lab. I'm gonna cook something up for you guys, and I'm gonna come up with with some other real dumb name. Uh, I'm not gonna call Recop dumb. It's genius. It's a genius name, um, but I'm going to come up with something. We might have to iron it out. Bummer that I'm doing that in week seven now that I'm saying this out loud, but that's where we are. Thank you guys very much for listening. I will talk to you later.